Welcome back to another Doctor Supercoach podcast. You're on again this week with with Pistol. Sorry, continue to all those people that don't want spoilers. Pistol, are you serious? That's that's inconsiderate. Continue. <laughs> I don't know if we should keep running this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna just ignore Pistol for the moment and. We'll start off with the housekeeping straight off the bat and with the new Patreon signups. I'm surprised, Pistol. I don't know about you, but I opened up the list today and thought that we'd forgotten to check off the ones from earlier in the week because there's been another seven uh, in the last two days. Are you sure there's that many? Should we count? No, I'm teasing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> Thank you. That was great content last podcast, but we'll probably just leave it there forever. Uh, yeah. So we'll start off with Scott Connor. Welcome to the Patreon the Analyst has signed up, long-term serving fan of the, the podcast and the page, so I appreciate that. Andrew Levesque, is that how we're, is that how we're saying it, Pistol? Uh, I, that's how I would guess it, but yes, thank you, uh, Andrew, for your continued support, and I know you've uh, donated plenty of times to the, the Cancer Council in the past, so thank you, there you go. doubly. And he's straight into the prize league as well. So we've also got loans, uh, Tim Bradstreet, Mark yes. Niblock and the hard name. I always leave the hard to pronounce names to the end. Steve Clark. So just message me <laughs> if I've messed that one up, Steve, but I've tried my best. We've got Niblock and Brad Street. So we've got like this theme going on. <laughs> so anyone, now that we've got another Steve, let's shout out to all the people that have... Um, <laughs> street building construction related names please <laughs> sign up to the page because we've got block and we've got street so let's uh, let's expand on oh, that s- little explain the joke what killed it JB oh, oh you killed it oh. it's all good okay. let's continue oh jeez oh, oh, I'm a bit upset that I killed it there but we're going to move on to speaking of the prize league pistol the, the winners for the month um, obviously Next game, or the first game, the Friday night game, is this month still. But considering you know ninety percent of the round is in next month, we'll we'll start it from there. But who? Wait, should we do the the random giveaway or the the no, leader? Let's do the first. Let's do the let's do the the winning the win the winner of the winning month. The winner of the winning month. No, it's just a normal month. But the winner of the monthly prize. Um, this person had an absolutely monster month, as you would probably imagine, but it wasn't even that close. They won by a good 56 points. Um, so averaging a point shy of 2,300 per week over the last month was coached by David Bullet Club, which is Dr. Misadventure. So congratulations to you. I have seen your Slack posts, and he's now gone from 85K in round one to I think it's 1500 this week so that's an absolute amazing effort absolutely flying so hopefully uh, onwards and upwards during the buys no doubt and the random prize giveaway which is the stubby call this week can you give me a drum roll pistol <laughs> not a convincing one I see but uh, Wooshka so oh Wooshka yes there we go. Wooshka very, <laughs> very active in the Slack channel and actually I'll try and find his team now that's probably a better way to hand it out. Oh, no, I'm, I'm not pretty even... sure it's Wishka. <laughs> Is it? Oh, it might be. Okay, well, yeah. sorry sorry for the not full shout out there, Wishka, but we're going to assume that your name and team name is just Wushka. And uh, <laughs> that, that's the shout out you deserve. So uh, congratulations to our winners. Um, please don't tune out of the podcast because Pistol said pre-podcast that people just listen for their name and then tune out, even though they're obviously pretty big fans. But That's what I do when you say the, the guest that's on. <laughs> as soon as I'm, like, I'm on this week with Pistol, he's like, all right, that does it for me. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, straight out. Oh gosh! All right. So this is this has been a rough start. Uh, I don't think we have any more housekeeping to do. So we're gonna jump into the lineups for the week. I'll start us off for the round, which is North Melbourne versus Richmond on the Friday night game. That's gonna be a, a yeah. Oh, that's that's gonna be interesting. No fun game. Hey, a fun game to watch. Yeah, I mean. If you, if you don't nights. have plans already, maybe <laughs> maybe look into that. North Melbourne with no change on their side. Richmond have Dan Butler, Ivan Soldo, and Trent Cochin returning. Out goes yeah, sorry, Daniel Rioli, Connor Manager, and CCJ. So we don't get to see CCJ get to his bubble or get to his first price rise. Justin Fasoldo, who had that one-week suspension, and now he's straight back out. So it's going to be a theme with the podcast pistol, but that is one potential cash cow out. Yes, and then you do the hokey pokey. I don't know. I was going I forgot to say the second line. You put them back in, but they yeah, that didn't quite work. Another bad analogy. That's two in two in, two in this one week. Um anyway, help me. <laughs> I feel like in any other circumstance we would have restarted this about 10 times already. We're not yeah. on to a great start. But Trent Cochin comes back in, as does Dan Butler. No Kane Lambert, so uh, Baker's role should be similar to last week. Good to have on our fields this week. Well, Cochin is back, though, so that probably takes up some midfield time. But Dan Butler will probably play closer to goals than Liam Baker would. So I am expecting another good score from Liam Baker. So if you've got him, make sure... He's on your field, and I'm very jealous about that. And uh, otherwise, it's a, the Bolter show. He gets to go up against uh, Goldstein at times, and will probably comprehensively beat him. And did you see there was a there was a bit of a press release from Richmond saying that a few players are going to get dropped for this one? And I think I can't remember the word that they used, but it wasn't. It sounded like it was going to be more than three. And they were saying, um, although they've been playing great football, they still have to be omitted. So I'm, I'm assuming this maybe just applies to CCJ and Conor Energy whilst Rioli was more so sent back to get form. But it, I felt like it was going to be a, you know, Sydney stat gets a rest, a Bolter gets a rest. I was very frightened for our rookie stocks. I wasn't. Oh, good. Okay, so <laughs> you want to take us to the next game then? Yeah, sure. We'd love to. <laughs> uh, Giants versus Suns on the Giants out. Side, out goes Sam Taylor and in comes Lockie Keefe. On the Suns, out goes Harbrow with an injury, probably, um, we don't know what, probably old man related. Answorth goes out for the Suns, so he's out for a couple of weeks. In goes uh, George Holland-Smith and Josh Schoenfeld. JB, I think there's plenty of VC options in this one match. Um, probably not on the Gold Coast Suns side. No, I know. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm kind of fast forwarding because Collingwood is the next game, and they play at the exact same time. So I think there's going to be a large split between the VCs in this match and uh, the Grundy splits of the next one. Yeah, don't worry about Collingwood never leaving the MCG. I think this, these two games right here, would have to be the worst fixture by the AFL ever. Well, no one would want to watch this. I mean. No, it just hurts fair. our Supercoach teams. I'm not even concerned about how it actually appears to the public or anything. It's just bad for our Supercoach sides because I'd love to vice-captain Josh Kelly into Brody Grundy, but I can't. You know, after these fix- looking at these fixtures, this is a riveting round of football. It's bad. It's <laughs> it's pretty much top sides versus bottom sides yeah. in this is nearly a, every game of the round. Everyone's going to put a nine-game multi on this week and 
probably win. Um, yeah. Is, is Carlton Essendon game of the round? <laughs> I feel like Fremantle will be a good... will give Collingwood at least a good crack. If only that was actually in Perth, then I'd actually... You know, that that would be a riveting game. But yeah, it's like I said, it's a good, good weekend to make plans for. So uh, on... Considering the ins and outs for the GWS Gold Coast game, Keith comes in and actually is one of the, I think, four players who's on the bubble this week uh, or a potential cash cow. He's had two scores of, or he's averaging 60 points for the season thus far. Has a hundred? He's a 190k defender, probably not in our minds, uh, especially nope. you know when we had other options. We, I mean, we've got like no options now, Pistol. He's still not in your mind? No, and I'm pretty sure the ball's not going to be in their back line anyway, so it's kind of irrelevant um, for this match. But I think the most important thing is Canelio is named on the ball. So, I mean, hopefully he gets more mid-time than the last couple of weeks where he's been spending more than half the game up forward because, uh, the yeah, sad, poor Canelio owners need a big score finally. Yeah, I'm a, a little bit upset that he didn't miss this game because... Ouch. Yeah, I mean, Haley would have come in and... You know, if we ever needed someone like that, maybe don't make your trades early on in the round this one because Canelio late out for Haitley could be on the cards. Could it? Okay. You heard it here first from JB. <laughs> I mean, don't, forget it. Under- don't forget where the fake news comes from, <laughs> JB. Come on. <laughs> okay, I'll move into the next game before I make any more bad predictions. That's Collingwood versus Fremantle. No change on the Fremantle side of things. Collingwood out goes Rupert Wills uh, omitted, unfortunately. He was having a couple of good games there, but... Jack Madgen only lasted the one game, and Daniel Wells obviously only lasted the two quarters. So a few a few decent outs, but then in comes Darcy Moore, which is a big in for Collingwood, Jordan DeGoy, which is an even bigger in, and then Travis Varco, who we obviously know uh, how he goes generally. So a few big ins for Collingwood. Um, maybe, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's hard to hype this round up because... You look at this game and you're like, well, they're both in good form, but then Collingwood get three massive ins. And yeah, it's look, it's not going to be great. I mean, it's Grundy at the MCG against Lobb. This is uh, another really good VC game for Brody Grundy. So um, yeah, definitely keep an eye out for that. Um, Chris Main, we spoke him up on the last three, four, five podcasts, but looking at uh, hopefully another good score for those that did bring him in. And that's uh, pretty much it. For this one, I think, JB. So, uh, I mean, I guess we'll talk about VCC options later. I was going to ask you ask for a comparison of the two, but move on to the next game if you want. I would, yes. Yeah. So we're flying through these. Um, Geelong Cats versus Sydney Swans, another top four versus bottom four battle. In comes Dangerfield and Radigalia. Out goes Darcy Fort and uh, Gary Ablett. Darcy Fort only lasting the fortnight, JB. On the Swans side, <laughs> McVeigh comes in, as does Menzel. And out goes JPK and Jackson oh, Thurlow. <laughs> Why are you like this? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. That was actually a good one. It's, maybe it's Maybelline. I almost um, um, spat my water out all over my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> so Dangerfield comes in which uh, is much needed given the I guess previous week's forward line dramas um, for those that especially had Robbie Young on field JB yeah I don't really have much to say um, about this game this is tough <laughs> this <laughs> is tough <laughs> well I tell you what Josh P. Kennedy going out for Sydney um, not really relevant in his, in his own right because obviously a massive point of difference this year. So we can't really d- discuss him with too many coaches. But 
Uh, what it does have is a potential flow-on effect for Isaac Heaney, who is still splitting the midfield about 50-50 as per what we can, as per what we've been mo- monitoring so far. Hopefully, this now unleashes him into a bigger, maybe 70-30 f- uh, midfield forward swing. I wouldn't get my hopes up because uh, Horse obviously just loves him up forward, but uh, fingers crossed he can go in there and, and get up to those hundred and you know plus scores. Fingers crossed, JB. Do you want to take us through the next game? Sure. So it's another bottom side versus a top eight side. <laughs> Melbourne yep. versus Adelaide up at TO uh, Stadium, which is in Alice <laughs> Springs. Yeah, it's TO. Yep. Yeah, okay. Let's go with TO. <laughs> what would you call it? Probably TIO. <laughs> nah, TIO goes well. Uh, okay. Michael Hibbard comes in from Melbourne, as with Mitch Hannon and Christian Salem. Out goes Harrison Petty uh, with an injury, Corey Wagner, and Jay Lockhart, which is injured. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. In for the Crows is Tom Lynch, Josh Jenkins, and Bryce Gibbs. And then out goes Chase Jones through omission, uh, as with Riley Knight and Elliot Himmelberg. So, firstly, I just want to address Jay Lockhart injured. Do you recall seeing him get injured? Because I saw him kick a couple of goals, or a goal, late, late, late in the game last week and uh, sustain no injury. I actually didn't see him at all. He just couldn't <laughs> get near the ball, JB. Um, but yeah, I believe he's a, he's a missing person, so that's why they, they were injured. Um, yeah, oh, they can't geez. find him. They maybe can't the, find the injury. Maybe he injured the coach's <laughs> eyes, and that's why they've said injury. No? Yeah, I, I guess we're both having flops this podcast. That's all right. Wow, okay. Well, I'm 0 for 1, and I think you're about 0 for 3, so... That's right, um, shoot your shots. <laughs> <laughs> you miss every shot you don't take, so, um, <laughs> and I miss every shot I do take, so. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> great. Anyway, um, in terms of Supercoach relevance, this game has nothing in terms of ins and outs. That is, well, Os- Oscar Baker is probably the biggest one. He he retains his spot, so he's on the bubble. He's a legitimate cash cow option for this week. The only it's... legitimate cash cow option for this week. Yeah, it's thin pickings. I mean, Corey Wagner was dropped, but he did a really good tagging job last week. But, I mean, Baker played really well last week. So it would just be a matter of if Baker continues to play well, then he will continue to hold his spot. And if he does not play well and Ds get thumped, he's probably going to be out. So, yeah, it's just one of those years for Ds, unfortunately. They're going to, yeah, rotate through a lot of players. I think... um, May and Lever are probably also going to come back in in the next couple of weeks, so we don't really know what effect that's going to have on Marty Hoare, but that's certainly something to watch um, heading towards the buys. Yeah, I think that's uh, pretty much it, JB. Do you want to maybe jump into the next game? Yep, even though I read out that game, I will read out this one as well. Um, so Please do. In for Brisbane, uh, who have Hawthorne at the Gabba this, one, this round. In for Brisbane is Ben Keyes, Nick Robertson, Reese Matheson, and Archie Smith, who replace Ryan Lester, Josh Walker, Oscar McInerney, and can you believe Mitch Hinge, who has been omitted after a 74 on the weekend. For Hawthorne, we've got Mitchell Lewis and Isaac Smith returning for Harry Morrison and an injured Jack Scrimshaw. So Scrimshaw, firstly, out for um, about two and a half, sorry, one and a half months. He's definitely a trade-out. And on Brisbane Lions' side, a trade-in who we would have liked to have is Mitch Hinge. We thought his job security rested with uh, the injured... I can't even recall his name right now. Do you, can you help Bailey? me? Bailey? Bailey, that's the one. Zach Bailey. 
Uh, we thought, yeah, that those two were intertwined in some way, but obviously not. No, clearly not. Uh, it's probably better that he was dropped now than after we get him next week and then he gets, you know, dropped. But yeah, Brisbane have a lot of these uh, fringe players, so Hinge falls in that category, um, just as, you know, Ben Keyes comes in. And uh, yeah, Matheson, Robertson, these are all players that could be out next week and, you know, Hinge could well and truly, you know, make his way back into the side. So we'll have to definitely wait and see on, on that that one, JB. Good to see Answorth hold his spot with the uh, four ins, though. So that has to be promising. Uh, he did have a bit of a bounce-back game after his subpar performance the week prior. Now, would you like to yes. run us through the next game in China? Um, I certainly can, JB. Um, Thank you. In China, it is extended benches. We don't know the final teams, although we know I have a little bit of a, a hint from Ken Hinckley. On the Saints side, they've got in Geary, Caulfield, Hunter Clark, and Dara Joyce. On the Port Adelaide side, they've got no out Saints. On the Port Adelaide side, they have Burton in, Lysett, Bonner, Hamish Hartlett, and Willem Drew in, and out goes Peter Laddams. Uh, Ken Hinckley has stated, though, that Tom Rockliffe won't play um, and neither will Hamish Hartlett. So looking at the ins, you would expect Lysett comes in um, for Laddams and probably Drew comes in for Rockliffe, JB? Yeah, that would be my prediction as well. And then uh, Burton probably in for someone like Leanit, perhaps. Um, if not, I'd be surprised to see Burton replace Rockliffe, but it really depends on the game style that Ken's going with. Maybe someone else up forward or in defence deserves more wing or midfield time and that's what he's rolling with. But yeah, I'd be pretty comfortable saying that it's going to be Burton, Drew and Lysa in for Laddams, Rockliffe and someone like Lena. Yes, so this has pretty much crushed my spirits for this weekend because Matt Crouch obviously not returning and Tom Rockliffe out. So obviously I, I've mentioned it before, but yeah, I did trade in Rockliffe to cover Crouch and Cornelio, who were out the other week, and unfortunately now Rockliffe is injured. So my bench is not looking very strong at the moment. It's, I do not have a single playing player on across any line on my bench. So I think it's we a, can, uh, a little bit of a struggle. I think a lot of people will be able to relate to that. I think I've got maybe one or two bench cover, but the players that you just you do not want to see on your field ever. So Well, we've got... Robbie Young on the extended bench for Saints, so we don't even That's know if gonna he get to is going to hold his spot yep. or not. And uh, I, did you see the tweet during the week saying uh, Jaron Geary is the only person that would push Robbie Young out? And unless this is the quote, unless he makes a miraculous recovery, we won't be seeing him for a couple more weeks. However, he's on the ins. Maybe it was a miraculous recovery. Maybe Sorry? it wasn't. Who knows? Yeah, well, I guess, yeah. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe uh, yeah, it was, and we don't see Young this week, but yeah. That would be it, bad. It's concerning, yes. Um, so, yeah, this could potentially be very upsetting for many people. Robbie Gray named in the centre, again, 392k. Maybe someone to look at after the buyer's got that 90 break even, but, you know, Wines and Ebert to return might eat up some of that uh, promised midfield time. Uh, JB, is it... Anything else to discuss in this game, or should we move on? I'd just like to say to Ken Hinckley, why aren't you playing early? Oh my god, it's, it's frustrating. Wasn't there something mentioned on the Monday podcast about you and Joe Atley? 
don't recall. Uh, next game, Essendon versus Carlton at the MCG. Um, yes, I pay my bets, so the Cancer Council will receive a bit of a boost on the weekend. But Essendon versus Carlton is the next one, the final game of the round, an absolute nail-biter this might actually be. In comes Dylan Clark, Mark Bagley, Jordan Ridley, Zach Clark, Mitch Brown, and Irving Mosquito, which would be perfect for the buyers. And out goes Jake Stringer and Dylan Shiel, both injured. For Carlton, we've got Jared Garlett, Patrick Kerr, Angus Schumacher, Cameron Polson, Alex Fossolo, Darcy Lang, and Will Setterfield all on the ins. Cade Simpson has been managed. Dale Thomas uh, has been drinking himself into the omissions. And Mitch Govan is also injured. So that was a mouthful. If you can try yes, and operate much like your way... Dale Thomas took of alcohol on the weekend. Yes, a few mouthfuls I've, I've heard. So um, if you could make some sense of this extended bench, I'm a little bit... Oh, I'm not surprised uh, that um, Snelling isn't named, but considering the Bulldogs guys in, uh, spoilers alert for the next game there, it, maybe maybe we could have seen him come in, but it makes me believe that Irving Mosquito is actually a, an okay chance to play in this one because... They need forwards because, you know, Stringer obviously out as well. Devin Smith already out. They're lacking that pressure up forward. They are. I'm not quite sure if they're going to try and expose, um, I guess, Carlton down back. And I'm not sure if they're going to go quick and small with Mosquito or if they're going to bring in like a Mitch Mitch Brown type player. Um, yeah, it's hard, it's hard to judge, but I guess we'll see. I, I think... Ridley, I feel like Ridley's played well this season, but then just keeps getting drops. It doesn't really make much sense to me. So I hope he comes in for him. Um, otherwise, Dylan Clark is a, a like-for-like butcher with Dylan Shield. So that would be probably a, a good switch switch up there. For the Carlton side, interesting to note, Cade Simpson was managed after just one game back at AFL level. And remember, this is a guy who doesn't miss games. He plays every game of every season. So this is a bit suspicious in that he was managed. So maybe his injury was a lot worse than we we were thinking. But um, yes, at least that's good news for people like Stocker, who will definitely play this week. And obviously Sam Walsh isn't going anywhere. So um, a little bit of int- interesting news on, I guess, the Carlton side, JB. Yeah, and uh, we've got a couple of new faces. Well, a new face with Angus Schumacher, who is a potential de- debutant, but probably unlikely to come into the squad. Well, I guess we'll have to see tomorrow night or tonight as per the podcast's release. So last game of the round, all yours, Pistol. All right, West Coast Eagles versus Bulldogs. Great game. In comes Lewis Jeddah, Braden Answorth, Brandon Archie, and Josh Smith all on the extended bench. Uh, no confirmed outs at this stage. For Western Bulldogs, we've got Ryan Gardner, who will play, Billy Gowers, Josh Shackey, Riley West, Torrey Dixon, Rock Smith, Lockie Young, and out goes Ed Richards, Hayden Crozier, and Mitch Wallace. So... They've dropped some backmen there, the Bulldogs, um, and Wallace is out for two weeks or so with that injury. So, JB, they've introduced Ryan Gardner into the game originally in Supercoach. Um, I believe they listed him as a defender, 102K, and then they've gone and updated it the next day and made him a defender forward. So they've added that DPP status, and he's playing, well, listed as a half as a centre-half forward for the Bulldogs. So that's potentially big news. It is. Uh, hopefully, I mean, the, the scary thing is obviously, will he keep his spot? How's his job security? Um, wasn't on their list this time last week. So 
it's hard to predict what will be happening. Um, but it, it's good signs. He's 102k. Obviously, frees up a lot of cash. It's good that we'll see him play this week, get through the bye, and then um, if he's selected for the week after the bye, might be one that I mean I wouldn't suggest, suggest going early on someone with such shaky job security, but. Might be one of the only downgrade options for the next few weeks uh, if we're looking for someone coming off the buy already. So um, definitely one to watch with interest this week, but I would not be going near him uh, in terms of trading targets for the round. Yeah, maybe not this week, but he's he plays for Bulldogs and most people, well, some people had uh, Jordan Sweet. So we know that Bulldogs play late in the rounds most weeks. So he's actually a really good loophole option if he does <laughs> Case get in dropped. They've got the final game of the round this week. Yes, so so that's kind of that's really that's what you want for uh, I guess a loophole option if you are going to loophole with an F seven or a D seven he might be someone that's actually worthwhile selecting or looking at during the buy so certainly on my radar um, but it's like a four person radar so oh JB that actually <laughs> reminds me we've completely missed that the fridge got named for his third game uh, Josh Begley 160k forward for Essendon going to jump back into the Bulldogs game um <laughs> yes sorry lost my train of thought but I don't know if Dunkley, you had one to be honest I think Dunkley it's a bit like the podcast Dunkley is named on ball did play heavy midfield minutes last week with Mitch Wallace out you would expect Dunkley to continue to get heavy midfield minutes, right, JB? I think Dunkley will stay the same probably for the rest of the season. Um, I think this more so benefits Libba. Uh, he's probably a good chance to slot in for that time that uh, obviously Mitch Wallace is missing. I think Wallace was playing more midfield minutes than Libba leading up to this. I, I'm sure a Bulldogs fan will confirm that for me or not. But uh, now that obviously opens it up a little bit more, maybe Libby goes up to, you know, instead of half-half, maybe he goes up to 60 70%, which is obviously going to generate those bigger scores. And without a couple of goals this week just gone, he would have been a score in the 80s. So um, needs that midfield time probably as much as anyone else in the league. Yep. And he is certainly someone capable of destroying your rank if you do not own him. So um, I feel like Dunkley is someone that should be extremely high on everyone's radar after his buy because, as we saw last year, where he finished the year, the last nine weeks or so, averaging above 120, can really derail your season very quickly if you don't own him. Um, So certainly someone to keep pretty much at the very, very top of your lists. Um, JB, let's talk about the VCs and Cs this week. We have Bind and Sweet playing in the last game of the round. So feel free to pick any person that you want as your VC and C combination. Um, but I'd like to hear at least a couple of your favorite combinations for this week. Okay, so the VC option is... I, I can't even give you more than two options because it's so obviously between two players this round. And as we said earlier, that's Josh Kelly against Gold Coast and uh, Brody Grundy against Fremantle at the MCG. So if you've got both of those guys, I'm currently leaning towards Josh Kelly just because, I mean, he scored a double ton last year in Gold Coast League midfield minutes, and he's just got an extremely high ceiling. So I sort of, I don't know, maybe maybe it's even that I just prefer to watch midfielders go big than it is Ruckman because they're a bit boring. But uh, Josh Kelly <laughs> is definitely the way that I'm leaning this week. Um, if you're not going either of those two guys, maybe you don't have either of those two guys, then oh, I feel for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's helpful yep yeah I mean if you don't have either of those two guys then in that game you've still got Lockie Whitfield 
to play as well. Jeremy Cameron even as a VC option. So pretty much I'd be targeting those two teams specifically, those two games specifically, for my options for the round. Captaincy is currently on Gorn against Crows. Obviously, they've got O'Brien still in that side. So um, I'd expect him to do well, uh, at least with the tap work against anyone. But O'Brien uh, specifically, not great with his tap work, better for his follow-up work. So um, he should have a big game. If not him, then again, it's a bit of a raffle as to who you really go with. But probably Rips against Essendon. It's really just... Uh, I mean, I, surely everyone has gone pistol. <laughs> Help me out here. Yeah, I don't think you're going to worry about a contingency plan for that one. I like as I like that you mentioned Crips as well. Probably not getting as much as love as he, he could against uh, Dons. At Carlton have a pretty good record off the top of my head against Dons in recent years as well. So I'm expecting a good score from him. Zeret as well has been scoring very well when he tons up he generally goes 120 plus so he is someone that could also be worth putting your seat on a couple of other players not mentioned that I do really like Lockie Neal at home versus Hawthorne um, I think could go really large and I guess people are pretty burnt from him from last week so he might even be a bit more unique as a, a captaincy option than he should be and there is another player as well Tim Kelly JB. Um, it's at the Alphabet Stadium, GMHBA, against Swans. And I do fancy Geelong to win quite comfortably. And Kelly is in really good form and think he will continue that this week. And as we mentioned, JPK out of that one. So Swans midfield isn't quite as damaging as it once was. So yeah, I can agree with that. I think uh, Tim Kelly is probably a good option as well. Uh, do we get through the whole entire game prior to see what... Uh, Josh Kelly and Grundy scored. We do. We print. Yeah. Yes. It'd, just. It'd, it'd just. You've you got a ten-minute ten window. Yep. Yes, but I mean, you could do any combination of any one of those players. There's pretty much no bad premium options this week. They all seem to have favourable fixtures because it's all good teams versus poor teams. So yep. So there's I going think to have, be a lot of options. I think I'd have uh, option one, option one A. I would have Josh Kelly. Option one B would be Grundy. And then hopefully, I, I mean, I assume we're not going to need an option too, but um, then I like Gorn, and then it's a raffle between a lot of your premiums who you have faith in. So, yeah, it's a good round for it, to be honest. I really like Whitfield this week. I think he mm. is potentially a, a, maybe a slightly riskier but higher ceiling version of all the other vice-captains that we've mentioned. Um, he could certainly explode. And, uh, yeah, as I mentioned before, I, I have probably will lean into a captaincy of Neil against Hawthorne. So um, this is good. There's so much variety that we actually won't all have the same VC and C option this week, JB. I'm not really bothered. Josh Kelly will go 180 plus, so I'll just lock that in from the get-go. Okay, fair enough. Love your uh, confidence. Is there anything else we need to touch on this podcast, JB, or uh, is it home time? I think we could just touch on... and. I know we're not big on spoiling the, the Patreon a lot during the podcast, but just quickly, in a few weeks' time, so once the buys uh, finish up, there is the Dr. Supercoach Cup, which is uh, free for any tier of patronage uh, when you join up. And uh, I think that's just it's just good to sort of plug that. And uh, a lot of people, obviously, that are getting ruled out of their leagues early in the year or sit at an average ranking, it just gives something to really fight for in the second half of the season. So... Um, I think we've already got about 120 people signed up and ready to go. 
Um, just think it's going to be a, a lot of fun and, and good to get on board now and not post buys sort of thing when you, where you've just missed out. I've just thought of a question. So sure. we're going to extend this podcast by a couple of minutes. I've actually thought of two questions. <laughs> so my first one is the downgrade option for this week. Um, who is like, what's the go-to move? Because I can see a lot of people asking, oh no, like hinges out. So what could our possible trades even look like this week so what what type of players are you looking at trading out and which ones are you looking at um trading in jb so this is the most difficult thing for the week because anyone that would even consider has such a high amount of cons for them um and probably more cons than actual pros so it's it's probably a bad week to even go for a downgrade in any instance but i assume a lot of people will need it with the I'm going to say medio, medium amount of carnage. Obviously, Zach Williams, Crouch, and Rockcliffe all out still, so you might need to cover a couple of donuts here or there. So I think Oscar Baker is your best chance uh, to play through the buys and score relatively well. I'm talking 40 to 60s, probably. I'll say 40 to 65. He did do really well last week. Um, if that wasn't a blowout, he would have scored a lot more. But... I think he's probably your best shot, especially considering his basement price as well. But he has that second week of buy. He has the, is it the round 14 buy? Is it the, the hard one? No, the hard one is round 13. Oh, so wait, the first, okay, yeah, yeah. He still has the round 13 yeah, buy. Yeah, yeah, that's still what a I difficult meant. One. Yeah. Um, so he's got the hard buy, so it makes it hard to justify him. So then you look to someone like potentially getting him Bewley early, who you know had a, had a really good game last week but didn't score quite as well. He has Collingwood this week, so we all know how midfielders or just players in general score against Collingwood. So you're obviously not expecting a big score, which might mean he gets dropped, and he has the next buy following this week. So um, we won't even know how like whether he gets dropped or keeps his position for another two weeks, and then obviously a dropped 117k player sitting on your bench through the buys is just obviously bad, really, really bad. So to summarize, I think. Oscar Baker is the one that you trade in. If not, I mean, I'm considering, I'm probably leaning towards holding trades this week, which is insanity because I don't ever do that after the first, you know, four four rounds of footy. Yeah, this seems like a big hold trades if you can type week. Um, unfortunately, I need to double trade to avoid a donut. So yeah, I don't really know if I'm going to go for the fridge, if I'm going to go for Baker, if I'm even going to go early on Bewley. Um, obviously, um, Baker has the round 13 buy, as you said, so that will cause me no ends of trouble. But then again, so will the injured players. So catch 22, damned if you do, damned if you don't. But um, yeah, difficult week for, I think, everyone. And certainly don't be afraid to hold trades this week and try and um, gain more knowledge uh, going into the buy next week. And that was my second question on... Uh, now I'm thinking it's less of a question, more of a statement. Make sure you do plan for the buys at least from now onwards, like take a pen and paper, write out which teams have which buys. I'm looking at you, JB, and make sure you <laughs> count how many players will actually play in each round. Don't count the Bynes and the Jordan Sweets and, uh, you know, who knows about Zach Williams next week, but don't count the players that aren't actually going to play and make sure you do have 18, at least 18 across the first week and if not all of them and then plan your trades accordingly to make sure that you can achieve no donuts throughout the and whole buy. And have contingency plans as well because so many times I see, like, I mean, the carnage that's happening right now, it's understandable because Hinge was the only 
real trading option for the week. But he's out, and everyone's now losing their minds because they've got no idea what to do. It's it's more stressful during a buy, so make sure you have plan A, plan B. Like you're planning three weeks ahead, things are going to change. So make sure you just set up a few different plans just in case you know the first couple fail and random people are dropped or you know it's just stuff like that. It's the re- research right now is probably at the most pivotal time of the whole entire season. So it's if you're ever going to put forget, time into it, do it now. Do not forget, JB. If you do cop a donut during the buys, make sure you donate for donuts to the Cancer Council. Link's always up in the comments and shared around social media. You can always hit us up and ask um, for the Donate for Donuts link. Obviously, it's just a small, I guess, tactical fee that you pay to remind yourself not to cop a donut in the future after you succumb to a donut that week. JB, you can find me if you want the link on Twitter at pistol underscore DRSC. If you want JB, find him at JB underscore DRSC and Chizo with a Z um, underscore DRSC. Does that, 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 that wraps it up, JB? I've got <laughs> one more of the, the littlest bit of advice, probably, probably the most noobish advice that anyone will ever hear in terms of Supercoach. Are you ready for it? I was born ready for it, JB. So we've got four emergencies that we can hand out to our players each round. <laughs> I'd give... Uh, obviously, you want to put one on each line, obviously, for the playing players. Thing, The things that people don't do, though, is put their emergency on binds or sweet. And then, when they sub on and do their captaincy loophole, they, you know, you've got people randomly forgetting to put their emergency on the actual person that you're loopholing off. So go on, on the bench. So do yourself a favour... Put the emergency right now on your D uh, on your R three, so that when you do make that sub, it automatically makes the the person that you sub off as an emergency, rather than having to do it all or scramble or get locked out of Supercoach or forget or whatever it is. It is honestly the smallest bit of advice you'll ever hear, but it it might actually help save 140 points one round. Thank you, community. <laughs>